It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. We are back with another episode of the Temple of Hoop podcast. I'm your co-host, Coach Mabels, a.k.a. Jay Mapes, here with my bro, as always, Kings. Kings, what is going on, my guy? I'm chilling, man. Doing some good games this weekend. We have some great series going on. Yeah, I was down there in SoCal in Long Beach for the weekend. I actually, I actually met Ricky G, bro. He pulled yeah, up. Shout out, Coach G. <laughs> Yeah, he's actually a cool dude. Uh, so I just wanted to, to let you know. That was actually kind of dope. He pulled up to the game for me, man. Respect to Ricky G, even though we don't agree on almost anything, but respect. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get to this playoff hoops. Let's start with the with the shocker. Not the shocker to me or you. Well, to you, you said seven. Then you moved off. I said five. Celtics go up 3-0 on the Nets. Man. I said this. I even picked Celtics in five, and I didn't see this level of going out sadness from the Brooklyn Nets. The post-game pressers were a little disheartening to hear. They had already pretty much punted uh, Kyrie and Kev talking about the size, and Kyrie talking about they didn't have time to gel. Just a lot of a lot of stuff. I think you actually mentioned after game two, you didn't like the stuff that they were saying, and it just kind of doubled down on that. So what what did you see in in that in that game three and in the series that's kind of you know killing the Nets? Because honestly, all three games have been close. That's the crazy part. They just can't close a game. So what what are you seeing from them? Fatigue, bro. Legs just killed. Katie legs is gone. It's um he's not he's not pressing with his with a shot. I mean, eleven shots last game. What does that tell you? He don't want to get shots up. He's tired. Um, he's gonna, he has to defend because they're lacking wings. That's something a lot of Nets fans was concerned about with the lack of wings. You know, KD would have to exert more energy on defense. Uh, they don't have shot creators for KD, so he has to be a shot creator as well. I mean, in a way, I, I wouldn't say this. It's even like he has to do the. He had to do like a a brown role in Cleveland because. I'll say at least with the Cavs, they had enough wing defenders to at least put Braun off ball, and he kind of roamed defensively. But in terms of, uh, I mean, in terms of uh, offensively, he's definitely been forced to do the take the do it all mode, and uh, he, it's it's not easy. It's not easy to be able yeah. to create for everybody, to be able to put pressure on the rim, and to be able to hit your jumpers. And just do it all. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's basically you have to do whatever it takes to win the game. And, and uh, you know, people, people, you know, there's a reason why. I mean, it's, it's reactionary because the caring logic has uh, has ruined a lot of discourse because you shouldn't be faulted for playing on good teams. Right. And you shouldn't be faulted for playing in a system and, and enhancing your other players. 
But at the same time, when you had a disadvantage, your deficiency, and, you know, people are putting, you know, people are saying that you're the best in the world, you know, folks want to see that. You know yeah. what I mean? Folks, yeah. folks, yeah. folks want to see that because, uh, you know, when the guys who we used to say were the best, the clear cut best in the world, you know, you had MJ, you had Kobe, you had Braun. When the backs were against the wall, when they had to find a way to win, they did whatever it took. And you saw that night in, night out in, in the playoffs. You know what I mean? You saw it in every single round. So it, it, it's it's tough, man, because a lot on KD's plate, and I don't really blame him because, you know, I have my own ranking of KD, so I'm not going to try and be prisoner of the moment with uh, with the, with the um, all-time stuff. But for people who didn't, you know, for people who had him, saw him in a higher light or had him, you know, in a higher position, I mean, it's a shocker to them. I mean, it still shocks me, but it's even more of a shock to them because it's like, wow, he's really just getting locked. He's tired. And uh, he doesn't have uh, the type of greatness that they thought he had. Um, but with that said, uh, also it's disappointing with uh, Yo-Yo Man. Um, you know, I, I was I was ready to to, to buy in this year you know, because I always remember I always on the time I always had my reservations about him. You know, I always used to tell you, but I don't think you know. I love his game. I love his that he's fun. But as I always used to tell people, slow down how he is as a player because he has a lot of deficiencies that uh, player wise that show up when the defenses start scheming. They start throwing the exotic looks. Then you start seeing what happens when that handle can't create, you know, advantages no more. And uh, you're seeing it again this series, man. Like yeah. he has to show up. Yeah, I, I was gonna. Yeah, I was going to say, man, people made fun of Marcus Smart for wearing that defensive player of the year belt or whatever in game one, but he's backed it up. He, he, he got Kyrie fighting for his life, man. I, I've you've got, I've never quite seen Aaron not throwing. Uh, they're throwing a lot of traps at Kyrie throughout the season, but it's a lot of one-on-one with just him and Smart. A lot of one-on-one. And living, with, living with the results. So I, I got to give Marcus Smart his props. That defensive player of the year is well-earned. I think he was your, he was your actual pick, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he's like real pick, so it's it's, it's well earned. So uh, I got to give smartest credit there. The thing with KD for me, like to 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 your point, yeah, he's never been a high turnover guy. That's a smart. That's like the wildest thing for me. He's always t- taking care of the ball, and he's averaging six turnovers a game in this series. I got that, and that's like just giving away six possessions a game in a playoff game. You know that kills you. They're only losing by you know four or five points a game. Those six turnovers are are, are killer. Um, on the other end. I think we both talked about how predictable the Nets offense has has become over this season. And you can have a lack of talent or whatever, but I don't think that putting KD and Kyrie in the same place, every possession, you know, is prudent against a defense as elite as the Celtics. Like Udoka is just going to have them prepare for that every time. And you're just depending on, you know, Kyrie and KD to make tough shots. And the Celtics are just like, okay, hey, we'll live with that. We know in other on the other end, the Celtics, the Nets can't guard the Celtics. So that's making it even rough. So you think the you think it's a sweep, or do you think Brooklyn has some heart and gets one? It looks like they're mentally defeated. So, you know, um it this looks like a sweep just from the mental uh t- you know talking points that you get from, you know, Drummond, Kyrie, KD just how you saw them in the shoot-arounds when, uh, during the practice sessions uh, after this loss, just with, with the news with Ben Simmons, 
just looks like they're just ready to pack it up and go home. Honestly, like they, they don't see themselves winning this series. And uh, I think in their minds, you know, get the loss out the way early and just and just go to a long offseason and try to re, and re, uh, revamp for next season. I think that's what's on their minds at this point. Um, man, Boston, shocker. I mean, I, like I said, I, I felt they were going to wear them down. I, I knew Boston was going to win this series. I knew they were going to wear them down and be they had the better top to bottom roster. I didn't think they were going to break the Nets. Like, <laughs> I, I didn't think they would break the Nets. I thought they would beat the Nets. I didn't think they would break the Nets. I, that shocked me. Um. Yeah, man. The legacy talks will be fun because you already know what people have think about. I've been waiting for it with KD, and then with Kyrie too, because that playoff resume without LeBron, man, it's not. It's not. It's not the best. <laughs> you know what I mean? The so, in general, but you know. you know what I mean. So it's it's gonna be a lot of conversation in in, in the off season and the. A lot of the fan bases will be vindicated if the Nets get swept. <laughs> All right, let's leave that there and see what happens. Game four, obviously, is tomorrow. We'll see if the Nets have a last stand or the Celtics are moving on. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Moving forward to your boys now. Got to give them credit. Responded after a beat down in game three to take yeah. 119, 118. Cat responded in a big way from the game three dub 33 points, 14 rebounds. And Edwards efficient 24 on seven to 14. McLaughlin off the bench 16 on four for four from three. Timberwolves, man. 18 for 36 from three. And more importantly, I, what I want to get your your take on another rough shooting night for for John Morant. Um, yep, not shocking, not right. shocking at all. For the series, he's averaging twenty one, eleven, and eight on forty percent shooting, twenty seven percent from three, and seventy three percent from the line. That is down from twenty seven on fifty. 50% shooting in the season. So they've got him playing super inefficient basketball. Um, how, how do you think they're defending him? Like, what are they it's doing simple. to make it rough for him? It's simple. I mean, we're, 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 uh, when he, when he drives, man, we're sending the help. I mean, it's costing us. It's costing us because we're giving up those corners. That's why you're seeing Bain and Brooks go off from three. And if you notice Jai, you know, you, you credit to him. Even though he's not scoring well, he's doing a good job facilitating and getting and getting his assist numbers up, trying to find the open man. Well, we're basically daring this, we're daring him to get hit, get it in the in-between game, bro. You know yeah. what I mean? We're not, we're not gonna give him 
in rhythm threes like that. We're gonna we're gonna force funnel him into our help, and we're gonna say you either have to make the read or you got you gotta beat us in, in between. We're not gonna let you get an easy layup. We're not gonna let you uh get wide open looks from three. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna we're gonna get in you, make you drive into our help, make you make a quick read, or make you beat us in the in, in the mid range. But that's the only spot we're gonna leave you open. Like if you know his jaw, when he gets when he gets his guy, the mid range is open all day. He can shoot that. He can shoot that if he wants to, yeah. but he's not confident enough in taking that. We know that. Coachy knows that. So that's we're gonna it. keep. Uh, I'm gonna let you keep going to that point you just made before you keep going. He has not made a two pointer outside the key this series. At I'm all. Looking right now, has not made a two pointer outside the key. Also, before I let you keep going, Ja, seventy one percent at the rim. In the regular season, 48% at the rim in the playoffs. 22% drop-off. So keep going. Keep going. That's that's the game plan. I'm telling you, that's the game plan. We are not going to let this this dude get easy layups. We're not going to let him get wide-open looks. We're going to only open shot he's going to get is a mid-range jumper. That's the only open shot he's going to get. And until he hits that consistently, that's – I mean, he can just kiss the open layups goodbye. You're not seeing that in all this series. Let that happen. You're gonna have to either beat us with your playmaking, or you're gonna have to beat us in the mid range. That's just the bottom line with John. That's why you see him having a bad series. But credit to the to the Grizzlies, other guys. I mean, this is why they're the two seed. They're a very deep team. Bang, you know, as fake as the shooting looks to me, he's stepping up. Brooks stepping up. Clark has been whooping cat for most of the series and for a lot of the matchups that we've seen this year. So they, they have a great team to still be competitive. So that's why I knew this was going to go seven because Memphis is deep. You know what I mean? But we're the better team, bro. And I said this. If you look at all four first four games, bro, game one, 15 plus lead. Game three, 15 plus lead. Game four, again, 15 plus lead. Like we're getting 15 plus leads in three of the four games, bro. Like we we are better than this team. We are. But at the same time, we're still very young. You saw that in game three. But, but but you see, and that's why I told people, and this is why I said this is going seven, because when you're young, yeah, you, you're prone to making bowhead mistakes like that, but you forget about that because you're young. You don't care. It's like, oh, okay, we messed up this game. We'll get them next time. We don't, we don't, we don't care because we're young. You, we're young and dumb. We don't know better. So, you know what I mean? We're, we're not going to let those, uh, you know, missed, missed runs uh, get to us because in our minds, like, oh, okay, we're so bad. We can get them anyway. It don't matter. Like, we, that's the type of confidence we have because from, from Pat to, to uh, Ant, and you see Cat trying to, uh, you know, Cat try, trying to uh, make that part of his personality. Now it's like, you know, we just feel like we're better than Memphis. That's that's just what it is. So uh, this is gonna be a dogfight, man. Because I, I, and I have us going up three two. But like I said, uh, if we if we go up three two, I can easily see Memphis winning Game Six, and then it's do or die Game Seven. So it, it's gonna go down to the wire this series, in my opinion. Yeah, man. I love. I agree with everything you said. Because I love Desmond Bay, man. I, I did not know. Like, I vaguely paid attention to it. I didn't know he was the second-best three-point shooter in the league behind Kennard. He gets a lot up, too. Like, he he is a legit shooter. Like He, he can hit. He can hit. <laughs> he can hit, man. I, I was mad. I was saying that's fake, but he can hit for real, man. And then was second in the league in three-point percentage on extremely high volume. He was getting them up and knocking them down. Um, moving on, Dallas, Utah. Luka comes back. Actually had a decent fourth quarter. Uh, tried to close him out, ironically. Utah wins on a lob from Donovan to Rudy after all the hoopla about the passes per game. Um, 
very well documented. I did not want to upset the Luca Hive on Twitter. <laughs> I did have some observations. They still got mad. Just when I type observations, it's a very sensitive group. They are a sensitive group. They got mad. So listen, here's what I saw. <laughs> First of all, before y'all get upset, I'm not saying Dallas is a better team without Luca. That's what be asinine to say. Nobody that makes no says sense. That. Yeah, nobody says that. All I said was when he didn't play, the ball moved more, and they were beating the Jazz better that way because they were spacing him out and it was penetrating kick. The thing is, we both mentioned how Rudy has become a much better switch defender. So when Luca's hunting that switch, it's not working as well. He did make a big shot, a couple big shots late. Over the course of the game, that's not as efficient as when they were moving the ball and attacking the space and having Rudy have to leave a shooter to get open shots for guys. That is all I was saying. Just the style of play, not whether they were better or they were worse. You can get mad at me all you want, but game total in game one, Maverick score 110. Game two, Maverick score 126. Luka comes back, they score 99. That's all. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> I mean, you can get mad if you want to, but the, 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 the stats are the stats. Look at the watch the film, bro. Right, like, yeah. I don't know what to say. And, and I asked the question because I didn't see the point. I went back to go watch some of it after I, after I asked. I asked the questions like, so Luca Ball cost them because I'm just thinking to myself they were beat they were beating down the Jazz, bro. Like the Jazz could not guard them at all, like without Luca. And then Luca comes back. I I, I kind of expected that, you know. I kind of expected them to you know get adjusted to his play style because Luca has a play style that you know is is not always uh if you're playing if you're playing a certain way it's a drastic shift when you insert someone like Luca into that because of his, his skill set and the talent right, he has, right, right, the way he plays. So. You know what I mean? So that's why I asked the question. I'm like, yo, Luca Ball cost him in the fourth because some people were saying that. Some people were saying it was costing him all game. You know, some people were saying that it was a uh, it was affecting the rhythm. And when I went back and I saw something, I'm like, yeah, I can see why the people were saying that because, like you said, when you're attacking space where you're making a guy like Rudy have to cover more ground, it wears him out. You're gonna get much better three point looks than when you're slowing it down. You're ha- having this, a simpler switch, and it's it's a uh, you already know what that you, it's a simpler action. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a simple action because you're basically saying, Luca, you have to create the advantage. Whereas if you're driving a kick, passing around, it's like it's multiple guys getting the ball. It's multiple uh, guys getting the rocket and, and mo- like a lot more space to cover. So, you know what I mean? So, you know, it's like you like you said, it's not blaming Luca because at the end of the day, once because Jason Kidd has shown he can make Luca play off ball, he can make Luca uh, uh, play uh, uh, off Brunson and play off Spencer. But, you know, it was just one of those things where the guy came back, they had to take a game to get adjusted. Utah, you know, play, played, played, uh, Great defense uh, with the Mavs playing a little bit off on their game plan. And that's all it was, bro. Scheme matters. You know, the play yeah. style matters. All these things matter, bro. Like, at the end of the day, and this is why, you know, that this is why, like, hoop conversation on Twitter is just so cooked, bro. Like, There's no nuance. No nuance. Yeah. No, no, people don't understand what they're watching, bro. Like, people yeah. don't even think coaching matter at all. People don't think these schemes matter at all. People don't think these game plans is just like, it's, it's like, like, if, if, if you say something about a player's weaknesses that may that may show up and, and, and affect the game, like people now think that you're indicting the whole player. Like right. Like, I mean, like, bro, it's okay to say this person plays a certain way that can be exploited in certain circumstances, bro. That yeah. that's that's how hoop is, bro. Everybody has you know certain tendencies that can be uh, used against them, bro. It's you've seen it with with all the all-time greats from Jordan to Bron to Kobe to Shaq, everybody, bro. Everybody has had that. I don't know why people get so sensitive over stuff like this, bro. Like, 
learn the game. That's all I have to say, bro. Like, people yeah. are really just annoying with who talk on, on, on social media at this point. <laughs> yeah, man. I just, I think it was, you know, those are very fair. It wasn't even criticisms. It was a question. Like, what, like, what's, what's different now that he came back? So that's definitely yeah, real talk, but like I had to because I had to go back and see it because like I, I just I came I came I said, oh, they lost. Like what happened? Because like they were cooking them. And I said this. So and I saw them talk about Luke Boss. I was like, Luke Ball cost him the fourth. Like I, I get it. Some people pose the question engagement. But I was really asking because honestly, it was like it was it was a shocker. So I had I hadn't tweeted all day and I came back and I saw I was like, what the hell going on here? Like, yeah. man, there's one more series. That's two two. the New Orleans Pelicans. Have a big second half, tie it up 2 2 with the Phoenix Suns. Ingram was huge. 14, 16 point uh, third quarter finishes with 35 and 4, uh, 11 of 23. Jonas, after being thrown in the washing machine by Aiden, responds strong with a 26 and 15 game. Um, McCollum had 18 with uh, nine boards. Herb Jones was special defensively. Alvarado was well, making Chris Paul's life hell, kind of wearing him down. Uh, on the Suns end, Aiden was big, 23 points, 8 rebounds, 11 of 14 shooting. Um, JaVale McGee, 7 of 7, 14 of 4. But the story here, outside of what the Pelicans did, is obviously Chris Paul, 2 for 8 with 4 points, 3 turnovers, did have 11 assists and 2 steals. But just obviously um, – I think people give Charles Barkley a lot of flack, but uh, a point he made after game two, and I, I put this out there, is that when he got to a certain age, it became harder to replicate, you know, extraordinary performances, you know, game after game. Like, he would have a great game. He'd feel sore, be hard to get up and produce the same, you know, put the same type of production on the table. And that's kind of tracking with Chris Paul. You know, great game one, off game two, great game three, off game four. Um, I saw they still get the one day off. I thought they would have two days off to travel. They do not. The game is actually Tuesday. In the Tuesday in Phoenix, back at home. Pelicans did win game three there, but it's 2 2. Suns did win game three, get the home court back. Just what do you think about this series in general? And then more so, what do you see from the Chris Paul, you know, Chris Paul? Dog fight, dog fight, <laughs> yeah. war, war. Yeah, that's, man. yeah. It's that's that that's all we see, man. That that's all it's been, man. Like it, it's Alvarado. Whew, that that guy, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's gonna be a fan favorite, man. All hustle, all energy. Moxie, he got it all. Herb Jones is the truth. That is that guy is the truth. I'm gonna enjoy watching him. And his career, man, that man is the truth. Uh, I, man, great, great guy, great attitude. You know, you saw CP3 do his antics. Herb Jones didn't even want no, <laughs> he didn't even want to even acknowledge CP3. He said, nah, he said, get out of here, man. We ready to win. And boom, man, you know, BI, he just keeps growing. He just keeps growing. It's kind of been that way since he left the Lakers. It's just handle my business, get better every year, try and add something to my game. He just keeps getting better. CJ over there is, is, you know, feeling, I feel like he's feeling a little revitalized playing with all this youth around him, you know what I mean? And, and being the, the veteran presence and, and he gets to get his game off, you know, playing off of others offensively and defensively. It's a fun team, bro. Uh, and, and, and when Sion comes back, man, 
<laughs> Dude. I didn't. My bad. I already I already hear people talk about oh, too much. Mouth. Ain't no too much mouse to feed. Nothing. Bro. No, damn. No. Ain't no too much mouse to feed. Nothing. <laughs> it's CJ and BI right now. Everybody plays off them. When Zion comes back, that team is going to be a very, very, very big problem. It's going to be a big problem for a lot of guys to figure out. The only issue they would have is making sure Zion defensively can guard something. That's the main issue. Like you get Zion to guard some, somebody or or JV develops into a Brooke Lopez type of rim protector because he can shoot the three now. He, he got the offensive complementary play style with, with uh, Zion. So now he just needs to add that, you know, better rim protection presence you know, to, to, to his game so he can kind of help Zion defensively. But, uh, man, their offense is going to be extremely good when Zion comes back. They're, they're going to be a top five offense minimum, in my opinion. Uh, them and the Clippers, I, I'm looking forward to watching them next – both those teams next year. Uh, I think they'll probably – they might be – that might be a Western Conference Finals, honestly, low-key, depending on what the Ooh. Lakers do. But, uh, you know, I'm not, I, I'm, not, I'm not there yet. I'm not there I, yet. I'm I know you're not. Th- I know you're not there yet. But I'm just saying. I'm looking at the landscape. I'm looking. I hear you. I hear you. I, hear you. I, was like, I wouldn't be shocked to see that. But uh, I got Clippers in my favorite next round. Pelicans could be a good dark horse team. But uh, you know, it, as far as the Suns go, like I told you, the only way they was gonna win is if Aiden dominated, dominated the last game in the first half, and uh, set the tone. And what happened? They won this game. He was kind of more, you know. Took them a little bit more to get going, and uh, they weren't as good. <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah, like, I, I think I, I'll say he had a great first quarter. He was five for six with ten, and then JV finally started pushing back. He started yeah. attacking him more, and then pushing him more on the glass, and kind of even that matchup. And like you said, if they were going to be dominant in the center position, it was going to be a dogfight, and, and and it was because that's the one position they could probably without book, you know. That's the like Aiden's better than JV, so they got to win that without book. And yeah, that was, it's a dogfight. Yeah, it was just for me, you know, when I caught the game, like I saw him when he went through that stretch where JV was just whooping. Yeah. So that's when that's when I had when I had hopped in. So it, it was a it was a stretch where he just wasn't dominant because like for the the game before, you know, the whole first half it, he was he was working him. You know what I mean? He was working him. It looked like he was on his way to sixty at some point. You know what I mean? By the time uh, the third quarter rolled around, but. Uh, this game, it was more, you know, he like you said, he had a great, he had a good first quarter, but you know, after that, you know, JV started winning that battle, slowed it down, and then when he when that slowed down, what what could they do? So I mean, remember how I told you Aiden had to get twenty five for them to beat a team like the Warriors? Well, he might have to do thirty plus if they're trying to if they're trying to um, put away this Pelicans teams comfortably comfortably because it's like CP three not gonna be able to do it every single game. He's too old. So one of these young stars is going to have to come out and do every single game, and it got to be Aiden. He wants the max, so he got to play like he's the max player, he's a max star, and, and go and go finish this off. So, you know, it's like I always told people, uh, the, the Suns' title chances are on Aiden, bro. Yeah. It's going to be on how good Aiden is, because if, if Aiden is, is that elite presence, they can't, they, they can't lose. Like, that's, that's just the bottom line. They can't lose if Aiden is that elite presence, but if he's not, you know what I mean? If he's gonna be able, if he's gonna lose matchups in certain games, like then they're vulnerable, and that's what yeah. you're seeing right now. Yeah, I just think, and then even more so without book, man, it's just it's affecting other guys' shot quality and output. Like Crowder's only able to get you know three threes up. You just uh, we always talking about guys that are able to compromise the defense off the dribble. 
they just really don't have that with without book you know chris paul's more screen dependent at this age which is expected he's still a great player he just more so gets off the pick and roll um campaign very quick but for some reason just can't make a jump shot this season they're just going under on everything and letting him shoot 0 for 5 from 3 tonight you know 3 for 10 but it's 3 for 10 in general um yeah it's just, it's a dog fight so real quick i didn't ask you um give me your prediction in the Dallas series, Dallas Utah series, which is also two two, then we'll come back to this one. So in your Dallas Utah, who do you got in that one? Uh, it should be it should be Dallas and uh, I think Dallas in six games. Okay, and then for this one, going to go in the next two. I think Luca coming back that was the rest game, and then to adjust him being back, I think JK will go back to the form. You know, the formula he's had all year. I mean, they haven't really been doing uh, you know, that excessive uh. Heliocentric ball yeah. all year, so I expect them to just go back to how they've been playing all season, and they should win the next two. Right. And in regards to you said the uh, Pelicans and uh, yeah, this one, this one going forward, this one going and this one going seven. This one's going seven, in my opinion. But I think the Suns will pull it out at home. I think CP3 will conserve his energy for the two home games, and uh, and I think that's those are the two games they will win. Uh, I won't be shocked if we do get the special uh, guest appearance. From the referee standpoint, <laughs> with, uh, Scott Foster, Tony Brothers, I, I I do believe they will be making their appearances. Well, you know, well, we, if, if you want to, you a Suns fan, you not want to see Scott Foster. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's why that's what I'm saying. You know, Scott Foster will be making his, his appearance possibly in Game Six. I I believe that Tony Brothers will be making his appearances in in the key games to get the Suns over the hump. And 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 as that, I think they'll probably save him for Game Seven. Uh, but, you know, I think this will be one of those series where uh, the rest will play a big role in the extension and the winner. Um, but ultimately, I think they will favor the Suns in, in, in this uh, particular uh, manner. But, uh, yeah, I got the Suns in seven. And then the other one is uh, Wolves and the um, and the Grizzlies. I obviously picked up yeah, seven, seven, yeah, yeah. the Wolves in seven. So and then Warriors should finish this off, you know, in game five. That should be over with. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. We haven't th- talked about the series that are all three-one. Um, if you want to chime in, go ahead. But I don't feel that any team that's down three-one is going to make a, a serious push in either series. Like even the Warrior game, uh, Steph misses four free throws. You know, Bones Highland, a couple guys go for twenty, and they still could almost win. At that's what I'm saying. So just I, I don't see. Do you see any of those series that are three-one? You know, Bucks dominated the Bulls again. He dominated the Hawks again and the Raptors scrounged one up on Saturday on a tough one. Uh, Even with MB hurt. Yeah, right. So do do you see any of those series being pushed at all? Especially with Ty Thibault coming back too for the Sixers when they go back home. Yeah. How how crazy would that be if, you know, KD and Kyrie were the only guys to get swept in in the playoffs? I'm telling you, the discussions is going to be very, very bad. It's gonna be very, very bad. Man. Let, so let, let let's talk East List. It's a couple things I want to put on the table here that I'm that I'm thinking about. So obviously with the way they're handling the Nets, the Celtics are have been pushed to the betting favorite for the Eastern Conference, the second best title odds behind the Warriors with the updated uh updated Vegas odds. Right. Um 
Do you agree with that? Do you agree with the with with that? Like that now that's the championship matchup on the, the Vegas, the Vegas play. So do you agree with that? I mean, it makes sense because you know Middleton's gone. Yeah. Uh, the Celtics are dominating a, a, a contender, and uh, the obviously you have the the, the Warriors who they have the championship pedigree. They look great in the West right now, dominating the MVP's team, and, and you know you've seen them do it before multiple times with that core. So yeah, I think the Vegas betting odds is fine, but uh, you know I think I think we're 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 witnessing we'll be witnessing a. Uh, all timer in all timers time in this in, in this moment in time, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Kumbo. Yes, Kumbo. <laughs> I mean, uh, he's gonna. Uh, I think he's gonna show everybody when it comes to this all time rankings. You need to put his name up there because uh, they lost Milton and they lost a, a game where everybody was saying, "Uh oh, the Bulls by got on the ropes." And he said, "Hell not." Nah. Him and Grayson Allen and Bobby Portis said, hell not. You know what I mean? And they, and they smacking them. And honestly, even without Middleton, um, I give them a good chance to, to make to muddy that Celtic series up because um, it's just his play style, his motor, bro. He's not he's he's yeah. going to go 100. <laughs> he's going to pressure that Celtics interior He's going to make those guys defend him inside. He will make the right reads off the walls. And, uh, you know, they got shooters, man. Grayson can shoot. Yeah, he's, he's, he's more polished now, too. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, he's more polished, too. So even if you break that wall, he's going to hit those foot counters, his, his, his fadeaway. And, uh, hey, hey, you know, I was talking about somebody with this, one of my mutuals, but shout out to Coach Bud, man. I'm talking about <laughs> I did not see this coming at all. Giannis Portis and Brooke Lopez? Wow. That, hey, man, I – I, he he saw what the Cavs did. He said, "Why not us? We got this. We got the guys on the roster." He's probably more comfortable with that anyway, to be honest. Yeah, he, he, no, real talk. And he, yeah. he was like, he, he probably loved that lineup in his mind because he loved that size and that space. Yeah, I'm, I, hey man, what a hell of a lineup! And um, everybody talks about how physical and and long Boston is. They don't have that advantage when they play the Bucks at all. And all the thing right. with the Bucks offensively, they will not lose any type of spacing because both Bobby and Brooke can shoot. That's going to be an all-out war type of series, and who is I think is going to come down to who who star is 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 ready to put stamp his name, you know, and solidify his name as you know, I'm the best player in the world, and I think we gotta go with the champ. That's that's just me. Right. So yeah, and I agree with that to a point. Also, I want to add that the games that Middleton missed this year, Grayson Allen's averaging 18 points a game on very high efficiency, and Chris Middleton missed a good amount of games. So it's not just a small sample size. Right. So I think Grayson Allen's ready to step up. Uh, he's a shooter. They will miss Middleton's uh, late clock shot creation. Absolutely. In the playoff series, that definitely will be missed. But I agree with you. I think Giannis is the best in the world. And he's he's ready to show it, man. But that Celtics defense is no joke. I will say that. Nope. But I'm, I'm probably going to ride with the defending champ. Also, I want to ask you. Um, I know the Hawks aren't great. Probably, if I would have to, probably the worst playoff team in the field. If I had to conjecture, like, would you say that? Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard, but are we sleeping on the Heat? And I feel like, I mean, you know, aside from just the, the aside from the opponent, Jimmy looks the best he's looked physically in, in a couple of years. And I think that's what's making me, okay, maybe they can do something. I'm, I'm a little worried about Kyle Lowry's hamstring. 
had to sit tonight. But are we sleeping on the Heat? I mean, they are the one seed. And you just don't really hear. There's a lot of Boston, a lot of the Bucks, rightfully so, because they're defending champs, and they opted to, you know, play the health card rather than go for the number one seed card. So are we sleeping on the Miami Heat, do you think, just a, even just a little bit? No, I mean, not. And most people aren't because, like I keep saying, that their, their second-best scorer argue their best for Tyler Hero. You know what I mean? So, I mean, like, if that if that's the case, I'm sorry. <laughs> but that's, that's not going to move a lot of people. <laughs> you know okay, I mean? okay, it, okay. It, it's just not going to move a lot of people. But I would say this, that defense improves. Boy, they can, they can guard. Uh, they got the shooters. And they got the coaching. So, they're going to be elite. And uh, I guess we'll find out what, it, what they are in the next series. Uh, because, you know, that, that – Sixers and and Heat series is gonna be is gonna be the see I think like Paul had a good point all the uh, talking points for the for the Raptors that people said that would make the Raptors win six I think they actually apply to the Heat in that series so I think that will actually be a very uh, tough series for the the Sixers and I I wouldn't be shocked if the Heat won and went to the ECF I picked I'm picking the Sixers to win that one but obviously with Joel's injuries. Um, the type of scheme that the Heat run and how Harden still, you know, I mean, he's still, you know, looking whatever. It, it's, it's, I wouldn't be shocked if he got to the ECF and, uh, you know, the Heat, they, hey, I will say this with the Miami, for the Miami fans, they're comfortable playing either Boston or uh, yeah. um, Milwaukee because they've beaten both of them. So in, in, the, in, the, in this past, uh, you know, two-year stretch since 2020, they played both and they've beaten both, both in the playoff series. You know what I mean? So right. they're ready for either or. So, hey, you know, if my if Miami, if you're a Miami fan, you're thinking, why not us? And, and I respect that, but uh, I just think the offensive deficiency is just too much uh, compared to these other teams. That's that's my thinking. Yeah, and I just – just uh, I was watching today, Trey Young, he's hunting switches, but you switching off – PJ to Jimmy, and then you get the big, then it's bam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, switch, what switch are you hunting, bro? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, so it's like, I, I pictured that same thing for Harden, who has, you know, a lot less wiggle than Trey at this point in his career. I just, I agree with you, man. You said the same talking points for the Raptors actually are much more practically applicable to this series than they were because Miami just has has a better team, top to bottom, so I definitely agree. And, and they got an actual elite defensive big who they yeah. can put on and be one on one. That's a That's, big yeah. team after here. So Harden has the ball. Yeah, he, right. <laughs> yeah he, will, he will have to produce in that series. So yeah, absolutely correct, hundred um, percent. Make sure you follow Addis Kings, bro, on Twitter. Myself, JJ Maples fifty five underscore MST. Keep subscribing and following the pod. Uh, leave us feedback. We definitely appreciate it. Also, we will be back Wednesday live, breaking down the playoff games. A couple game fives will have happened by then. Some series will be on the line. I cannot wait to break those down with Kings live and have you guys uh, come up and ask us questions on Spotify live. Can't wait for that. You guys be safe, and we are out of here. Peace, y'all.